Hey, it's Demi and welcome back to another episode of the Millennial Crisis Podcast. This week, I chat with Nikita Crump. If you do not know that name, you are probably not spending four plus hours a day like me scrolling through TikTok. About a year ago, Nikita uploaded a video on TikTok that went crazy viral. She now has a million followers on the platform, all because she decided she was over having no money and instead of paying rent, decided that she was going to move into her Honda Civic. Since making that decision, her life has changed drastically, but she is still living in her Honda Civic while she builds her minivan. In this episode, we talk about what it took for her to make the decision to live in her car, how it wasn't a decision on a whim, why it's not going to be right for everyone, but it was right for her, and why she still continues to live out of her car. This episode's really going to get you thinking and reflecting on the decisions you make in your life, what influences them and whether you're making them for you or for other people. Me and Nikita talk a lot about how small steps get us to make these huge decisions in our life. I can't wait for you to listen to this episode. So let's jump straight into episode 53 of the podcast, The Snowball Effect with Nikita Croft. Hey, Nikita, thank you so much for joining me today on the Millennial Crisis podcast. I'm so excited to finally get to chat to you. Yeah, thanks. I love the name of the podcast. Thank you. It's a bit dramatic, but I think <laughs> the generation is a little bit dramatic as well. Right? Uh, I've had enough crises of my own, so I, I like it. <laughs> I start off the podcast every episode with three of the most basic boring questions, but I think it's super important to get them out of the way in the beginning. So they are, what is your name, age, and what do you do or what are you known for? Okay. Uh, Nikita Crump. I am 29, about to hit that 30-year-old crisis. Um, And I am known for living in my Honda Civic. I found you and I'm sure people that are listening have definitely come across your stuff at least once at some point, whether it's on Instagram or TikTok or or on some other channel that has reposted something that you've done. I found that video of you saying that you were living in your Honda Civic and building a van at the same time so you could live in and travel and that you did seasonal work which allowed you to go away for periods of of time. How did that first decision come about to be like, okay, well, actually, let's start off here. When did you start living in your Honda? I, it was Halloween night, October 31st of 2019. I'd been thinking about it probably around three months or so, maybe even a little longer. And I just confided in um, probably one or two really close friends about it who really didn't get it. They were like, what, how is that? How long can you do that? I I just don't get it. Why? Um, But I just had gotten really tired of being so broke that I couldn't live an average life. Like I couldn't go out to eat like the average person would, or um, sometimes there's like $40 concerts and my friends wouldn't even invite me because they're like, we know Nikita can't come do that, which was true. I got to a point where I was like skipping meals or eating ramen or just plain rice or things like that. That was like really building up on me, that stress. 
So after months of considering it and weighing the pros and cons and like, how long can I live in a car? You know, is it going to be like a month and then I hate it and I have to find a place to live again? Um, but after debating that for months, I was like, you know what, screw this. Um, I've been too stressed and I made the plans and situated my car to the best I could and moved into it um, Halloween of 2019. I think what's so interesting about what you're saying is first off it's so real that so many in particular millennials and gen z that the cost of living is so high and the entry-level jobs that we're getting in our 20s or you know and sure some people get to do other things but we're all figuring things out at this age so it's just like ridiculous that we have all of this rent costs that we can barely do things. And also we're supposed to be enjoying our youth because it's the best time of our lives, but also not getting into credit card debt or anything like that. So it's like, where do we go? What are we supposed to do? And it, it, it makes me wonder why people, I think people have two things. It's like one, you're having your quarter life crisis where you're like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Where am I going? And if you don't have that, if you're doing all oh, the yeah. right things, you know, getting that one steady job or, you know, figuring those things out slowly, checking those boxes, you're having that midlife crisis where you didn't get to live out your youth and then you're like on a bar table in your 40s and people are looking at you like, what is happening, you know? Yeah, you're exactly right. It's absolutely insane. The The other thing that I think is, is so interesting is that the stress wasn't that you were moving into your car the stress was having to keep up with all of the bills and stuff and figure out how am I going to do this and balance being a 20 something did the stress alleviate once you did move into the car or did you experience different stresses in that time I went through an expected initial transition like uh, I needed to get used to the position in which I sleep in here and just minor things of like, okay, this little thing didn't work or I should park here instead of there. But aside from like the little adaptations that I needed to make in the beginning, which there wasn't too many, but aside from that, my life has been greatly happier, which is kind of ridiculous. Like you're saying, it's sad that <laughs> living in my car is a better life, at least for me, than paying rent and having a house was. Uh, I... I was living half of a life and I felt very trapped in the house that I was paying for. And I was really upset all the time because I wanted to literally go out of the house and go participate in things, but I couldn't afford them because I was too busy paying for the house and too broke paying for the house to go do other things. So it was either have a house or enjoy my life and not have one. So, and it, turned out well I am much happier I can afford to go do things and travel now and that's my big passion so it's been working out I think like like you said those initial things those culture kind of shock things come with anything whether you're moving house you're moving country all of those things so it sounds like you were quite prepared or as prepared as you could have been for what the reality was on the car you hadn't romanticized this idea of like I'm going to live in my car and things are going to be amazing. It sounds like you were pretty real about yeah. what it was going to be like getting into it, right? Yeah. When I, when I got closer, when I felt like I was really coming to the decision to do it, 
I had told a couple more people about it and they were like, it's not going to be as easy as you're thinking it is. That's silly. Um, you're like, you're imagining it's going to be easy. Um, you, it, I got funny <laughs> reactions. Like people thought I hadn't put thought into it and I had put plenty. I'm just a planner kind of person. Um, I wouldn't jump into anything without thinking of all scenarios. And yeah, I found surprisingly that nothing surprised me. <laughs> um, I, I kind of expected to run into things like that there will at least be one situation where I was like, oh, I did not plan for this or I don't have something to make me more comfortable in this particular situation. But I found that everything I prepared myself for was exactly what I needed. And I still do the same things today. Like my car is still organized the same way I organized it when I moved in. I still use the same window coverings. Everything still works great. I think if anyone's seen any of your TikToks, they know that you must be some kind of a planner because I feel like everything in those like room tour kind of videos that you had, everything was so thought out so well about how things are rolled up and folded, what box goes in where, how things are sorted out. And I was like, if I was living, like I have a van now and like even now my setups like comes out and in all the time and it's an absolute mess in there and that's a lot more room than what you're now so I was like she must be very organized (laughs) yeah I've always been like that um which was really handy in a situation like this and yeah I've made it much easier probably not to sound full of myself and my ability to live in a car, but probably the average person might would have missed some sort of plan or something wouldn't have worked out, but I really put tons of thought into it and I was really meticulous and it's been good. You know what? I think that just it showcases like it, it was like the right decision or the right move for you, right? Before we get to that, actually, I want to say like, you know, when people were questioning you, and I think this happens regardless if you're moving into your car, you're moving countries, you're changing jobs, people are always going to come at you being like, really? Like, you're going to, okay. Yeah, you know, it, it always happens. And I'm sure a lot of the listeners now can relate to that experience. That does happen. Because yeah. you had planned and thought so much, were you confident in that decision? Or did you still have doubts when certain people were telling you like, oh, this is ridiculous, this is dangerous, this is silly, you're going to hate it, where are you going to go? Or whatever they were saying, I'm sure it was something along those lines. (laughs) They did say things like that, yeah. Uh, And no, I I felt pretty defiant and I was like, in my mind, it's not like I said this to them, um, but I'm like, no, you're wrong, you'll see. Um, And that's how I felt. Once I did finally decide like, okay, let's start planning this and let's do it, I was confident about it. Um, I really, the only thing that took me months to decide is because the house I was living in, I was paying relatively cheap rent um, to have a room in a house. Um, And I knew if it didn't go well, I, the con, the big con that I was looking at is I wasn't going to find that cheaper print again. And I would be screwed into a situation where I would now have to find a place and pay even more. So that was my reluctance. And that's the only reason I hesitated for so long, but I just got more and more broke. And the further I got into debt, the more I was like, why am I waiting? But yeah, once I made the decision, I, I didn't feel any doubt past then. It's, it's so funny how that happens. Cause 
the reason I say is because I went to um, South America on my own. When was it? 2019 nice. as well. And it was like my first kind of solo trip. And I had so many people being cool. like, a girl going to South America on her own, like what's going to happen? Like, you know what happens there and all of that kind of stuff. Oh, goodness. And, and it's like, I, I, I'm not a planner like you, but when you're making a decision like that to essentially pick up your life, move and not no, I, I was going indefinitely. Right. So it was like, you think I would have thought about all of the different things? Like you think I would have planned about that stuff? And it was super easy. I noticed in that decision in my life to say, I don't like, I, it doesn't matter what you're saying. I've thought about this. I'm confident. It just feels right. Versus yeah. other decisions where you're like the doubt creeps in. I don't know if it's also like an age thing or like knowing what you want, but when you know what you want, it's super easy to turn around to other people and be like, no, no, no. Even if a shit thing happens in this, I know a lesson's going to come out of it. And I remember when we first spoke, you mentioned that another reason for you moving in was so you could have those experiences, so you could experience personal growth on a different level. Cause we know that when we are thrown into different situations they're the places where we kind of grow the most and discover the most about ourselves so how has that side of things gone for you yeah exactly you're kind of speaking my mind here (laughs) um yeah that's that's definitely I've been through a lot of different things and uh, the more hardships I went to the more I grew to really appreciate them because I found like I felt like I was discovering myself through those hardships so kind of like I'm sure I have a pros and cons list of this decision in a notebook of mine and um cons are really short it's what I described of worrying about paying more rent and pros or like silver linings if you will were like I know that whether it's just learning more about who I am or discovering a new passion of mine you know whatever it was I knew something would come out of it some sort of growth which that definitely has (laughs) happened um and yeah that was my silver lining my kind of like push more to do it is I've found that the more I've put myself in new and strange and kind of scary situations in my life the more I've liked where I've ended up just as a person (laughs) so I thought that this would very likely be one of those things too yeah I think it's with that decision as well it has to come some kind of self-confidence you have to have built that or at least self-reliance right like I know when I was younger if I'd made a decision and someone had doubted me in particular like my parents or something I still felt that maybe I had a connection to them or they had a hold in some way or a decision in my life until you kind of go out on your own in, in one step and kind of either fall on your face or get yourself in a situation where you're like, oh shit, why am I here? How did I get here? And get yourself out of it. You don't get to build those like little confidence builds where you're like, oh, I can actually do things on my own and be okay and confident in that. And I can I'm actually more yeah. capable than I thought I was. Yeah, um, I went through, this is neither here nor there, but I went through an ugly marriage and divorce when I was like 19 and 20. And uh, that situation, which was very ugly, um, taught me that I could handle more than I knew and I could be 
more independent than I knew. And um, I, I just felt like that one situation really ramped me up in a direction where I felt more confident in like, if I am ever in a situation where I'm not sure where, how things will go, I know I'll figure it out. And so now when I make crazy decisions or like quote unquote crazy, like moving across the country on a whim or living in my car, like I have the self-confidence that one, I'm capable of doing it. And two, if something doesn't go well, I will figure it out. In every story I hear of people that are really living life on their own terms, there's always this moment where feels like everything's ruined or it's getting out of that struggle on your own or discovering those things on your own is what really allows people to almost be like free. Cause you're like, okay, well, if I got through that, anything else that comes up, I'm sure there could be worse things that will come up, but I know that at least I'm more capable. And so I think for anyone who is in that right now, just know that like that will end up being one of the not necessarily the best things to happen because a lot of situations are very shit and I don't wish them upon anyone but the growth that will come from that will be so 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 much and it'll allow you to do so many other things in future Um, at least in my experience and in so many of the guests experience it seems to be um, one of the most common things that that happen yeah any anytime I'm in the middle of something really shitty I'm like you know what as hard as it can be I at least have several moments through it where I'm like I know that once I'm out of this which I will get out of it I will take something away from this that'll be wonderful so yeah that exactly what you're talking about again speaking my mind it's I think it's it's funny that when you do get to a a point like this where you have had those kinds of experiences and stuff so many of us have that same mindset now of like let me just and and I notice as well like if I just make a decision people seem like it's like on a whim right that you're making these decisions because they're so like crazy or out there or like what do you mean you're gonna do this um but obviously like we've thought about it a lot and it's something that's been in our minds for a while that it's not that difficult to make and you know that okay worst case if it doesn't work out or I don't enjoy it or it doesn't happen I'll do something like I'm okay to be like oh well I'll just come back home or I'll try and like you said go into an apartment sure it's going to be more expensive or go into a new house that's going to be more expensive but I'll figure it out like there's always a way to remove yourself from that situation I think that's where a lot of people get I guess scared is getting out of a situation or saying I quit or I failed or I've decided I don't like it anymore. Yeah, the pressure from other people to feel like you picked the right thing. I'm sure that would have been like a huge thing when you were younger, having to get a divorce to so many people that is like, oh my God, when in reality, the alternative. Yeah. What's the alternative? You live a miserable life in a situation that you're not happy in. It's crazy society sometimes, people. Yeah, it has it puts a lot of pressure on you. I mean, like divorce alone is like, do I uh, accept failure? Everyone's going to know that it didn't work, that I shouldn't have gotten married or, you know, uh, or do I stick with this person and deal with this shitty situation? Yeah, it's like the pressure of everyone around you really weighs in on decisions that should just be up to you. So it sounds like 
from from what you were saying the reason that when you were in that share house obviously the the money situation was tighter you didn't have as much spare money so you could do things that you wanted to and even just for your necessities it uh, sounds like towards the end right um was it because I guess in that time you had these passions or you had these things that you enjoyed doing that you couldn't do due to that um, like financial situation as well. And then obviously the stress on top of that, everything takes a toll. Your mental health takes a toll. Your physical health takes a toll, everything kind of. So what, what was it within that? Was it a combination of everything or was there something in particular that now that you started living in your van that you, um, in your car, sorry, that you realized like, Oh, these tiny little things that are making me happy. That was what I was missing when I was in the the house I feel like um it was a I I thought it was just the money which definitely was a big part of it um but once I started living in my car and I had the money to begin to just go to activities eat you know do more things that I wanted to do I feel like I found I gained a little more happiness from that which just gave me more confidence. And then I was feeling better about going to the job that I previously hated. It made me miserable, but I started to feel better at going there and doing that because other parts of my life were happier. So I was happier. And then I continued to gain just more overall confidence. And um, I started getting treated a little differently at work from that too. I guess my um, stress and depression from being poor, uh, came into work and the way my superiors treated me was differently. So things started going better in that way. And then I got, um, a new job cause I finally had the courage to go about doing that. So it kind of like bled into all aspects of my life. It was like one train of events starting at having more money, solving that problem kind of brought me into a mental space of like continuing to solve my other problems it just created a domino effect if you will and the little changes in my life that started from me moving in my car have just made me completely different I was going through so much previously before living in my car and everything's just been upward since I'm so glad that was a situation for you because it's what I say a lot in the podcast because it was a similar experience for me obviously I didn't move into my car but that one little shift can shift so many other things and a lot of the listeners in the millennial crisis community are desk workers right you're working a nine to five at a desk and a lot of jobs like that can like drain you emotionally and and people feel a lot of guilt because they're just sitting around all day or they're overworked they don't feel valued all of these kinds of things and the first thing is, oh, I either quit or I stay miserable. Like there's one of those two options. And I always say like, there is such a third option and that is to explore things outside of the workplace first. And when you're in that headspace of like life sucks, like, oh, how am I going to get out of this? And you feel really stuck. And I think that's the worst part is that feeling of stuck. It sounds like that financial situation put you in that stuck feeling and that's how a lot of people feel trapped in workplaces and then you no longer have motivation to 
hang mm-hmm. out with friends or do other things or you're looking forward to the weekend so you can drink your worries away or whatever it is. And I always say to people, if you explore a curiosity that you have, even if it's one day a week for one hour outside of the workplace, it will be incredible to see how that is going to change one your relationship with the workplace because now you've got a purpose to go there which is get your money and go so you can do the new things that you like doing or it's going to expand your circles and your community and the people that you're meeting or you know it's going to allow you to learn a new skill that will give you again the confidence to leave that job and move somewhere mm-hmm. else like it's all about creating a space for yourself where you no longer feel trapped right that you know you're in control of your own life and that can start off in the smallest way possible which is exploring a new passion or curiosity or finding a hobby even if it's in your late 20s or 30s like that it's so important to discover these things and I think we get really embarrassed to do so at least Mm -hmm. I get a lot of messages from listeners talking about how like I don't have a hobby or a passion but I'm too embarrassed to find one now it's too late and I'm like it's so not it's so not yeah yeah I I very confidently believe in that too yeah I think we can all get trapped and not realizing that we're living within a small bubble a small frame of mind and I think we really don't realize how one little action can get you like rolling in a better direction I used to um years ago I didn't travel much I always dreamt to and I always had these excuses like oh it's really hard to find a friend who's available to go on a trip when I want to go or who wants to travel the way I want to do because I've never been really open to getting hotel rooms and things like that I I'm not for those expenses. So finding someone who is okay with sleeping in a car or like couch surfing or things like that. And I always had these excuses. And finally I started going on little, like very small trips by myself and going on a hike alone and things like that. And it pushed me more and more in the direction of, I started going further and further by myself. And now I'm, I have so much more confidence. Now I'll, I went on a trip to Australia alone Um, and that's not something I ever years ago would have thought I could ever do. I'm like very proud of myself with that. And I feel so capable in that one aspect. And I mean, there's several parts of my life that started out like that, where I just started with one little thing and it just had this effect where it slowly grew without me realizing. And I am confident in whatever genre of life that is now. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I I mean, amazing. It's so amazing to hear like this progression that you've had, because I think everyone that would see your story or even if they search it up online now after they're going to look at it and think, oh, this has always been Nikita. Like this is who she is. This is exactly like she is just this person. And we thought with so many stories. And again, I guess this is like not the problem with our generation, but one of the issues that we face is our perception versus like the reality of things. And we think that everyone else has these capabilities and why don't we, like, why aren't we this person overnight? And it's because nobody, nobody is. We all start with these small steps. And I always use like the gym analogy, right? It's like that really small skinny guy in high school that like from, 
18 to 25 is working out at the gym going every day and it's taken that those five years before he's that big like gym bro but like you know and you look at him when he's like this big buff dude and you forget that like it took him five years to kind of get to that situation or get to that place and that's where the long-lasting change is in those small steps right it's never these big overnight changes because as soon as that happens they're fleeting like you're not used to the new adaptation and I'm sure now with like the whirlwind that's been happening with your life you you also realize that too like that one thing can happen but if it's not that slow growth thing it's not as sustainable because you don't have that strong skill set as much as you did before yeah yeah that's actually like as you're saying that that's it's a little bit of therapy to me right now I'm like (laughs) oh that's what I needed to hear last year yeah I I think a lot of people and I definitely am guilty of this still I'll, I'll have times moments where I feel envious of somebody like maybe they have a super nice van build out and I'm like oh I just have like a small little micro van but every, I definitely, I experienced the same thing. People come to me like, oh, you know, you just seem like you've always had it made. You're super happy. And this life has always worked out well for you. And I definitely, I'm like, I don't, if you look further back, (laughs) I started from a very different place. And yeah, it's just one little step at a time. But we do just see people's like one Instagram post and we see how successful they are at whatever it is. And it feels so far-fetched for us, but it's definitely not. I mean, we all started somewhere. Yeah, it's, yeah, it, it's wild. And I think, like like you were saying before about that snowball effect, I think there was one, like, also huge part that was, that we kind of skipped over in that part was that, like, your life also changed because you now were sharing your life online and all of these different, experiences were coming at you one the experience of having millions of people watching commenting talking about your videos and then even going and doing like media interviews and you were even on like Australian um, (laughs) breakfast I remember you saying like oh I'm going on some Australian breakfast show like the week after we had spoken or something and I remember when we had that chat I think it's night and day speaking with you now and speaking with you then because we were talking, but I felt like at that time, like it was at the peak of everything happening and you could see that you were overwhelmed. I remember saying, don't worry, uh, there's no pressure for you to come on. You could just see that there was so much happening and I couldn't (laughs) imagine how that would have been like to adapt to. It's like, I just decided to move into my car and now all of this craziness is happening. How, How did that kind of change things for you? And did that solidify that it was the right decision or did that also, or did in turn, did that make you think like, shit, this is too, like, this is making me more stressed than I was before. (laughs) Uh, Well, by the way, I really appreciated your patience with me with that. When you were like, there's no pressure, like on your own time, I was like, oh, thank you. Because it was very overwhelming to me. You're right. Um, it was yeah. very sudden. And it makes you feel like you have to say yes, right? Because you're like, well, when am I going to get these? Is this going to happen? Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. I said yes to everything. Somebody would like want to send me a t-shirt and I was like, yeah, that's really cool. And then I suddenly felt like pressure of like, okay, I need to market this person's t-shirt, you know, <laughs> and uh, all the interviews, the podcast, the news and all that stuff. It was very overwhelming for me. Um, 
definitely probably for maybe two months or so it was too overwhelming to where I couldn't look at my phone anymore I would have my friend go through like my comment section and try to just read me better (laughs) more standout comments that I would want to see and skip everything else it was just like a, a feeling that I've never had in my life and I I don't know if I'll have again but I it made me feel a combination of things one I had no idea I was doing anything that was worthy of millions of views you know I mean I had made a two YouTube videos of it maybe but I was just expecting it to maybe relate to a handful of people out there that live in their car too I never expected so much attention from it but it also did make me feel special in a way where I'm like oh that's cool like what I am doing is interesting and I never thought it was I thought it was something a little bit like I would hide it from the people around me but suddenly people were messaging me saying that like I help them feel more normal because they live in their car all of those things all of those kinds of messages that were super hard touching made all of the overwhelming bits of it worth it Um, but I wouldn't say that the attention necessarily swayed me from feeling like I did something incorrect like I shouldn't have done this or that I absolutely should have um, because it it kind of had both effects it was it gave me some anxiety and I was overwhelmed and it, it was also awesome like it was something I never thought I would experience so I, I came out kind of the same way <laughs> <laughs> no one can comp- uh, prepare you for that right like that is it's not a normal experience to have millions of eyes on you on your life and commenting on it as well and I mean it's it's the dangerous side of the internet as well like as positive as a lot of us may have seen your videos to have been or to be perceived or if you're in that situation you're only viewing those comments or those things where people are being like this is dumb why are you doing this like whatever all of those like kind of hate things which come along with any like regardless of how amazing best person you are in the world like the hate comments are still there it does not matter like there is always going to be those things and it's just like human nature that we kind of hyper focus on (laughs) on those ones right yeah yeah it really is yeah it was probably I don't know probably 10% or less of what I was getting was negative, but those negative things definitely stand out, which is funny because I I thought I might, um, once I saw that I was getting views on my first TikTok, I was like, oh, people might think I'm lying about my life. Um, And I kind of expected that, but once people could tell I was telling the truth, I wasn't expecting anything else that was negative. People, I guess, didn't like that I was sharing my life and said that I was making it seem glamorous, but I just felt like, I just sharing my life you know I don't know what else to say about that am I not allowed to do that (laughs) this is what my life is like and it's out there in a video you know exactly I think um yeah it's it's easier for us to say to other people or I'm sure you could say it to someone else being like oh no like it's totally don't ignore them and all of that kind of stuff but the reality is when it's happening to you you can't help but you know hyper fixate on these things yeah Yeah. I learned that the hard way yeah 
Yeah, which I imagine maybe you've experienced that since you have a podcast and such. I'm sure, you know, yeah, like you said, with anything, negative comments come out of it. So I'm sure some come with at least with a podcast, too. And yeah, I definitely had that thought prior. I thought uh, not super ignorantly like I understood why negative comments would get to someone but I'm like you have so much good comments I'm like come on just look at that and then I experienced it yeah, I was yeah, like yeah. oh okay it's yeah, hard no, um, for sure <laughs> it is something that's difficult and in in those like really kind of um hectic few months that that this was all kind of happening and you were experiencing this new thing that you had not planned for in your moving into my car pros and cons lists and all of the other things was there any moment in that time where you regretted sharing it online or moving into your car or um I assume like you were saying your uh, mental state when you were in the house was was quite rough right in in that moment you were quite low did you experience that same level in this time and was it different being in your car or did it did it change anything dealing with a hardship in this new situation you were in? You know, one thing about, and this probably applies to van life and such too, because I have heard it from um, somebody who lives in their pretty large van. Uh, I've found, and I don't know why I knew that this would happen, but thankfully it was something I expected. So I was a little prepared. But I figured, and I was correct, that hardships would feel a little bit harder uh, living in a car just because there's always like some subconscious amount of stress. It's not enough to make me have any regret at all for moving into my car. But, you know, there's a to-do list every single day of, okay, drive to where your shower is, get all your stuff together and get out and get the shower, drive to work figure out where you're going to park after work there's you know a subconscious level of stress um so then once I would go through something like maybe I was seeing somebody and that ended like that would feel more painful for me because I would feel a little already outcasted in a car and it almost like would magnify my pain Um, again, not ever to any point where I felt like I should have done this. This was, uh, the wrong decision for me. And then once I got all of that attention on TikTok and stuff, I, again, did have a a time of feeling really overwhelmed and stressed by that, but it was a very different kind of stress. The stress I was going through living in that house was very deep and uh, really affected the way I talked to people, how like difficult it was. I wasn't like natural in conversation. Uh, I was, it sent me in a very deep ed- existential crisis and it just like really emanated through all parts of my life 24 seven. Whereas the stress of all of that attention was a little more surface level. It did definitely affect me but it was uh, a little more short-term, a little more manageable. I could find eventually a way to look at it, you know, a different way to perceive it, to move on. So it, it affected me, but not in that same deep, you know, uh, impacting everything about who I am kind of way. Yeah, no, I, I could imagine. And I, I wonder, because it's something that I think about all the time. It's that when we are 
in these comfortable situations or like these kind of safety zones, right? That we can often really easily, especially like millennials and Gen Z, um, ignore those feelings that we have by like watching Netflix or going out with friends or, you know, um, doing these other things. And then we don't have to feel the impact of those feelings or situations that we have. And I wonder that because you were living in your car that like you were forced to also feel these things. And maybe that's just what actually feeling our feelings fully is like I, I always think about that I'm like because uh, we have this thing now where we're like oh feelings are bad I don't want to like have to feel them so how can I spread these out or um all of this kind of stuff and you notice that when you are in situations where you don't have distractions or you don't have um not necessarily the support because you can still have your support systems and stuff but they're just different than what they might be before you know it's where you're forced to feel all these things. And sometimes that can seem like it's the worst thing ever when in reality you feel it, push it, like actually feel it. And then you've dealt with it and you can move better. Did you notice that you moved on better or yeah. you grew better than the other one? Cause it sounds like when you were in the house, it was a, a stuck state, right? Like that feeling was constant and lasted a while and you said affected all these other things so now did you feel you could move past these situations better or like upon reflection there do you feel as though it was a different in passing or it was the same you know I hadn't really thought of it I actually just um probably last <laughs> night or the night before whenever I got in my back to seat to go to sleep I uh briefly thought about how different I feel when I get back there to go to sleep I just um it's almost like I a decompressing zone for me whereas I I definitely would typically previously use some distractions at least day to day anyway I am the kind of person like I'm very aware that it can be really bad to ignore whatever stresses. So I'm really confrontational with that stuff. If I have something going on, like I know what the problem is, I will sit with myself with no distraction and work through it. Like think about what it is, why I feel a certain way about it and how I can get through it. I'm more confrontational with my stresses, but with just day-to-day stress, I would ignore those kinds of things and distract myself with Netflix or whatever painting or something um going out going on a hike and some I don't for some reason climbing into my backseat and laying there I just feel like I can have more of a moment to think and decompress I don't know why that doesn't occur other places must be the thing it way of the car or something reason. like that <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I don't know I think it's like it's probably something that's built up in my mind over time of living in the car is it was my space at the end of a long day. Like after working, I used to work too much and that was my only free time. And maybe that's ingrained in my mind now. Um, but I, in either case, somehow that's what my backseat has so become. Funny. No, I love it. Yeah. Um, I love what you said about like when you do have these stresses that you do face them head on. Cause it's, it's so important. 
It is. Yeah. Like you said before, we can ignore, 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 but they snowball and then you end up in, it's essentially what I define as a millennial crisis, right? I speak about a millennial crisis being a privileged problem that consciously or subconsciously affects your mental health and well-being. And the example I used and how I came up with it was I was working in this nine to five. I had flexibility in the workplace. I was making great money, but I was just constantly ignoring the fact that I was miserable. It wasn't the job for me and it affected every other area of my life. And ignoring that just made it come out in all of these different other ways. And as soon as I, I did a 14 day like journaling challenge where I asked myself the same questions every day and I was forced to face my reality every single morning was like, ask myself the question like, what do you want to do with your life or and it was really hard to ask in the beginning but after the 14 days I was like holy shit I know why I'm miserable because I'm living a life that isn't the life I want to live and I feel forced to do so and that this is what I'm supposed to do and as soon as I like confronted that and made a small change in different areas or started searching for alternatives like you said, everything shifts. You see that effect happen in all different areas of your life. And um, I think when you kind of come to terms with that, you realise that confronting these small things is so much better. It's short term, but for the long term, it is so much better for you. Yeah, that's a perfect example of that, which is really touching, by the way. I'm like, do I need to get a journal? Because um, <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I've had like instances where like I had a loved one pass away and I did I completely years and years ago just like uh, ignored that. I just found a way to distract myself and then I was super moody, like not a good person to be around for a few months and I didn't know why. And then finally it crossed my mind one day, uh, my grandmother, and I just cried it all out and I was good from then on. It, like I, I've realized then that it was not a good idea to just bottle things up and put them away um because it's it's always going to come out or it's going to come into other parts of your life in a negative way and you know affect you subconsciously at the very least for until you take care of it so I'm yeah like I said very head-on I'm like why am I sad what can I do about it? What, what can I not do anything about and how can I accept that? And I work through my own like personal therapy through it because <laughs> yeah, not ignoring it is not good. A hundred percent. And I'm so glad that whenever you speak about um, when you are in those states and stuff like that, that you do talk about that you're not a great person to be around. And it's so true. Like when you are in a situation like that, you're not you don't help yourself and also you're not helping others like and you don't realize it at the time after either it's not until you reflect back and look back and be like that's pretty shitty there or like oh I was very this or I was very that or now I know why people were pissed off with me in that moment yeah like that but you're somehow blinded exactly weird how that works yeah and also the second thing that you said which I really love was that you were like with your the grandmother situation you were like a few it was a few months later or a few weeks later or something that you realized that there was something off and I think if you don't do the retracing of steps we can start getting annoyed at ourselves because you're like why am I grumpy why am I upset yeah there's nothing wrong yeah. happening in my life right now but you don't realize it's that 
shit that happened yeah. how many years ago or... that's exactly what happened yeah. to me yeah, yeah. Like, okay, I couldn't cool. I was annoyed I'm like why am I feeling like this and I was just mad all the and yeah it's because I couldn't find the way back to that origin and that's all it was I just needed to cry about my grandmother yeah and and I think that's the other thing it's like being kind to ourselves in those moments being like there has to be an answer to this there has to be a reason it just might not be anything that happened on that day and it's it's where the um snowball into like more serious mental health issues where whether it's like your anxiety increases a lot or you get into a depressive state or whatever it is those get highlighted because then that negative self-talk comes in because you're like oh I'm a shit person. I don't know why, or like, oh, this is happening or everyone hates me or all of these stuff. And it's only because of that one thing that we didn't deal with. Um, Which is why like things like therapy, things like journaling, things like self-reflection are all very, very important. They really are. Yeah. Yeah. I have been thinking about a journal recently just for, you know, life is always hard. Um, (laughs) And after this, I'm really thinking, you know, I have to do that. That's I need it honestly journaling has been like the most incredible thing I've ever like done (laughs) and there's so many different ways you can do it as well and I just think like it's so brilliant and also like especially um being able to look back at things like when I was in South America I was journaling every day and the one thing I'm most upset about is I have a suitcase that's stuck there it's lost it's gone and I don't care about the clothes or my camera or whatever was in it I care that I had like three journals in there that talked about like every day all the experiences that were happening and I was like oh why didn't I do that on my computer oh yeah that's (laughs) really amazing it it, it also allows you to like reflect back on where you were at one stage and like how far you've come and also like be like oh I have done a lot because we always are like oh I haven't changed enough or I haven't moved forward in my life enough and it really allows you to like go back and be like oh shit no yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) it's funny you say that I uh I just was flipping through probably, oh, a week ago, um, this notebook, um, I wish I had it on me, uh, where I probably used it all of 2019 and 2020, and I was flipping through older pages of it, and you can see where I was struggling with money, and I was trying to plan out, like, how to better budget my life, and I repeatedly had budget pages, (laughs) and then you can see where I start to make pros and cons of, like, maybe I'll live in my car, (laughs) and then you can see where I have plans of, like, okay, what do I need to live in my car, what items, and it's, it's very cool to look back at that stuff and see what was going through my mind, what progression, and, like, where I am today relative to that. How awesome. That is so cool. The the other thing that I really wanted to talk to you about was the other like misconception or the pressure that we put on ourselves in this kind of age group and growth period in your 20s or even in your 30s. I don't think it matters when people go through this experience is like the pressure of like, why do other people know this and I don't? And whether that's like financial literacy, whether that's like career understanding, whether that's finding a hobby or learning how to cook or relationships or learning how to cultivate friendships, whatever that thing is, we all get annoyed at ourselves. It's like, why don't I know how to do that? And this person knows, or why am I bad at this? And this person knows. And one, like, it's not a, it's not a failing of yourself. It's like a failing of our systems, right? First off that they don't teach us these things. And also as we're growing up, some people, 
get to learn certain things from their families or their communities. And then we also don't get to learn other things from them. And that's not anyone's fault. It's just the situation before that and before that. And um, because our systems don't, you know, fill in the cracks, they think learning algebra is more important. Um, we, we don't get to learn these things. And I find myself doing it all the time. I see my friends doing it all the time. And it's that comparison right, of, yeah why don't I know this thing and they do, even though we know all these other different things that, that they might not know. Um, so I wonder when you were in yeah. those financial situations, did you ever yeah, yeah. get that annoyance or, or maybe were ever any comments online like, well, you should know this or you should work harder or you should X, Y, and Z. And you're like, mm, actually I am. And also I'm living in a different country or I'm living in a different environment and I don't have this, this and this. <laughs> what was that like for you? Actually, I can think back to what I'm sure there were many, but one particular comment where somebody said, um, once all my social medias blew up, somebody said something like, sounds like you make a lot of bad life decisions to which I just commented back and said, I disagree because yeah, you can like just look at someone's life and either see like, oh, why are you, why are they so successful and like have a great career or uh, for me situations like, damn, how does that person know how to build such a great van out? You know, I'm just still trying to sort out uh, little bits of building or you can look at somebody who you might think isn't doing so well and think like, how did you get there? Like what decisions did you make? And you know, there's always so much to everyone's story uh you really can't just look at present day and think you know something i i definitely have had plenty of moments in life where i'm like ah, should i have made more time for college and focused on you know the societal standard of like doing well in school and getting a career like being a nurse or um working an office job something of that sort um, but I more so got swept up in so many different life experiences, obviously. <laughs> and I find much greater value in that. So <laughs> I, I don't have any regrets in that, but I definitely still do have moments where I'm like, wow, people have like houses that must be cool. Like, <laughs> I don't know if that's a place I'll ever be, but I, I think in any case the grass is always going to be greener about different aspects and plenty of people who do have houses that I might dream of living in one day dream of living as freely as I live today so there's always a trade-off and I'm pretty happy with my trade-off of great and wild life experiences and I'm a little bit biased here but I I think life experience trumps all of all of the other stuff because um, it just prepares <laughs> right you to deal you. with those other things. And you can like, if you wanted to go back and study, or if you decided that you, because of those life experiences, you know what you want now to work towards that, you know, you can do it. You will, will be able to make it happen. You're so much more capable with the experiences that you've had that likely those other things are going to end up coming a lot easier than what they were going to then. And the younger you are that you're having these experiences, the more leniency we have almost, right? The, the more freedom we have. And yeah. also like the more like 
guts we have to like some of the decisions I used to make I'm like oh shit I don't know if I could make that now because I'm scared (laughs) (laughs) yeah I do feel like the unique things that I've been through have really empowered me and again that snowball effect of each kind of wild ride has made me feel more and more like I have the ability to do whatever I want no incredible unfortunately we are getting towards the end but I have a couple of questions um, before we get to the (laughs) last part and the the first question I have is what's happening with with the van now what's happening with your car life like what do you see what are the plans for maybe not the future but the next few months (laughs) I can handle the next few months um (laughs) I so I once things were going well enough living in my car and nothing was surprising and I had the realization one day of like oh you know what like this has been going as smoothly as I expected nothing I don't hate this like nothing was terrible I never regretted it I was like you know what I have the budget now that I'm not paying rent and utilities where I can afford a low car payment and upgraded to a, a little van which is you know a dream that I've like everyone else seen on social media before and I subconsciously thought was so far-fetched that I never even considered maybe doing it one day I was just like that looks amazing I'm jealous and like would slide away from it get upset about it and I'm like I can actually do that now so I got a very small uh, Ford Transit Connect it's a very tiny van and I've it's not tiny first off because my van I can't even stand up in so your van is like luck oh it's caught like it's definitely not as bad as what mine is so I feel like you are like I'm I'm the you like you know how you (laughs) other people and you're like they've got huge vans I'm the step below Uh, that where I'm looking at your van being like oh my god yes I'm curious I'll have to look at like your social media or whatever it's because I want to see I didn't even know you had a van (laughs) but that's flattering sorry continue because I'm just like hearing you speaking about it that's funny Uh, I I definitely assumed you had a bigger van I so I got that and I have been slowly this is another one of the snowball effect things I initially had help building it out and once that help stopped um, and my friend left town I was like cool I can't really proceed but I was fine with that because I was content with living in my car so I didn't work on it at all for months and then just a couple months ago I was like you know what screw this I'm just gonna try and if it looks a little crappy then it looks a little crappy (laughs) so I had to go at it and I did great I don't know and it just was like a learning experience and now I have all the confidence in the world to build out a van so uh, I'm wrapping it up now I decided not to fully live in it until I'm done because I don't know if you've experienced trying to live in it while you're building it but that's insanely messy to like have your clothes yeah. surrounded by saw- sawdust and glue and it's not <laughs> it's not good um so I decided to continue living in my car until it's completely done but I have taken it on some road trips which has been cool um so I'm really nearing the end I've got a little pull-out bed in there and a tiny kitchen and I'm really happy with what I've done really proud of myself um and actually now that my life is pretty vastly different from a year ago um, from around when I got it, I am looking to finish it, sell it, and get an even bigger <laughs> van. Oh my and god! I have a lot more confidence to build out the next one, and I'm really excited and looking forward to that. And that's about planning my life out is pretty difficult, and that's about as far as the plan I have right now is. 
that is so funny that now you're at that (laughs) like obviously living in your car is not like you what you are saying is legitimate like you have the option to move into this van but you're still deciding to live in your car which just again solidifies all the things you're saying is like you're not just talking shit essentially to be like oh yeah I love living in my car it's amazing (laughs) like you're actively making the decision too because so many things have changed in your life since you first moved in and I think um that's that's so important um for anyone listening as well to know that like they're like it is the right decision for for Nikita and when you do know that decision in your life that all of the other things will just feel right and you'll be confident in as well and oh my god amazing that you're gonna move like that you eventually want to be in a bigger van and you're gonna fit the as well that's so what I'm I did not I am not fitting out my van my van's going to be fit out um in July by professionals because similar well I'm sure I could have like you said like I started you started doing it and you started getting the confidence for me I was like I thought in the beginning I watched all the YouTube videos and was like I'm gonna be able to do this 100% having no power tool experience whatsoever and then I got the van and I was like "Mm." I'm going to snuff this up a hundred percent. Let me give it to a professional to sort out and we'll see. But um, yeah, it's just why I haven't done any van living either. But um, when it is fit out, I, who knows, I might be like, oh, I really do like this more than I thought. And I want to live in it a lot longer than I do, which means it's going to be need to be bigger. Yep. And I may have to do the sell and buy. Thing <laughs> again. Um, I feel like it is, most van lifers do that. Yeah. I, I, I do. Yeah. All the videos I see, it's like, we started off in this van and now we've moved up to this van. I need to have, um, I've got friends that do like carpentry and stuff like that, but oh, doing cool. it for a car is so different. Oh yeah. Everything is so different. Yeah. It's so different. And they were like, yeah, I'm not confident in, I feel like I'm going to stuff it up for you. And I was like, okay, that was uh, when I was like, I need. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a little scary. I, it's funny. Yeah. There's things about it where I'm like, wow, that was a lot easier. Like I really, overplayed that I thought it was going to be so challenging and it was easy and I had the capability the whole time and then other parts of it I was like wow I could have never prepared myself for this Uh, I mean putting the walls up in a van alone is like where do I how do I get the screws through this thick metal is there anything on the other side of it you know I'm there's just so much to it wild but that is so incredible that you are like figuring these things out as you go and doing it like I'm sure your confidence in yourself has gone up another level and you're like fuck I'm really capable yeah (laughs) it really has just three months ago I was like I can't do it I might have to pay somebody to build the bed in the kitchen I don't think I can and then once I said screw it I'll do it today I'm like oh I can do anything you want to you want a couch I'll bid you a couch (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing no that is that is so cool and I'm so excited to see where the next few months take you and and what the future looks like for you because yeah I could just like I me imagining like what you're doing now I just constantly see like the upgrade like after you do the van life in the bigger van it might be like the tiny home living and slowly slowly moving up to that and I think that's the reality for our generation now it's like you're either living in an old kind of crappy home that you've purchased and slowly renovating it along the way or you're upgrading your 
style of living from like apartment to all of these other things because unfortunately like the housing market is totally different to what it was and also the wages we're getting paid and the things that we're doing to get these jobs whether it's like university loans or um, like student debt and all of that kind of stuff like but having to pay that off puts you in a totally different position than what it was before and I mean we're a lot luckier in Australia in the way that system works versus the U.S. I was talking about that earlier today with a friend because we've both experienced extreme medical debt and I'm like we should move to Australia. (laughs) That like honestly it's insane and I think for for everyone listening I, I actually don't think our systems allow us to be in so easily right in the position that you were in terms of having to live and pay rent and not being able to buy food because of our like government welfare that kind of closes that gap a little bit more. I mean, it's still not amazing, but if we compare it to situations like yours where you are do like you are working, you are doing all of the right, the right things. Right. right? And it's still not being able to make ends meet is just, it's fucking insane. Yeah. And then there are people like Jeff Bezos that are like out there. Like, we yeah. have you been? I saw a TikTok the other day about a website where you try and spend his money. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of that. You can like, you know, theoretically click and buy houses and stuff, and you can buy yeah. so much and put like a, a, relatively speaking, a penny of debt in his yeah. bank account. It's wild. It's mental. It Anyways, <laughs> not thinking about that kind of stuff. <laughs> Um, I have three questions that I ask everyone at the end of um, every podcast. So I'd love to ask you those now and then we'll get into the challenge that you have for everyone, which is very fitting to the conversation that we have today. Yeah, yeah it really is. So the first question <laughs> I have for you is, um, again, this is fitting to it as well. Um, what is the first small step you took to get to where you are right now? You know, and this is fits exactly into my challenge is... Um, basically what I was mentioning earlier about travel. So traveling has always been something I dreamt of. Um, Several years ago, still just in my, within my twenties, I felt like it was something that I could probably only dream of even just traveling the United States. I I don't know why I had no confidence in being able to do that. Um, Today I've done those things and I'm like, wow, why did I think I couldn't before? But uh, I'm sure that's relatable for a lot of people. A lot of people think they can't do these things that are totally totally accomplishable. And so my way, my unintentional slow little footsteps into the world of traveling was I used to visit this four foot waterfall that was like 40 minutes from my house in my hometown. And I just continue to venture further out, like visit the next state, like just north of Florida is Georgia. And I would go hiking there alone. And I like built up my confidence with those little tiny trips, really not a big deal, but it brought me to have the confidence to move to California um, and just feel like I was more capable, more independent and to travel to Australia on my own, things I never thought I would have done, you know, and it just started with just a 40 minute drive to a little waterfall in my hometown. That's crazy. I have like the exact same experience. It's when people looked at me and going to South America, they were like, are you fucking crazy? Like, how are you doing that? How do you have the confidence to do that? But it started off with me 
it was actually for me like going shopping on my own, you know, like that was the first thing. And then it was doing a small trip to Sydney, going to this like audio festival that I wanted to go to, but didn't have anyone to go to. So I was like, let me do that. And it was the small trips that made me build the confidence to be able to do the big trips. And again, that's one thing that people forget is that people don't just get to this position to do these, to make these big decisions on their own. There are a lot of different things that happened before that, that also we might not tell people about too, which is the big kind of, um, I guess, problem too, because either we're embarrassed or um, we think it's silly that we're setting ourselves these challenges. Um, but in reality, it's very cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it really impacts your life more than it seems like in the sure. moment. The next question I have for you is what is your biggest millennial crisis right now? And I define a millennial crisis as a privilege problem that consciously or subconsciously affects your mental health or well-being. I guess my huge privilege problem right now is uh, after I gained all the attention from social media this last year, it opened up a new world of being able to make money from the internet like youtube tiktok and sponsorships and such and while that has been absolutely amazing i now am in a place where i'm like do i continue to pursue the the typical life continue working my nine to five kind of monday through friday job and have this sustainable income or do i take the leap that my gut has been telling me to take and do i quit and live on the road and really go in on being utterly free and I that's on my mind every single day for the last oh year I haven't made a decision oh yet. my god I'm so excited to see what happens we're gonna have to get you on in like a year as well to see where where the update <laughs> is there but that is a brilliant privilege problem to have but again something that ends up stressing us or taking us into spirals and we're like why is this happening it's it's crazy what yeah, it's what? so silly um, I keep I keep having moments of like oh this is such a wonderful problem to have but 100%. it's still stressful to me like but I'm choosing between two great things I it shouldn't be that bad but it, you know your own exactly. world of stress like uh, always can bubble up if you're not yeah Looking and it's so important it. for us to acknowledge the fact that like it does not matter how small the problem is the effects can still be just as big as they are for those big problems because we mm-hmm. do it to ourselves we live in our minds too much right yes <laughs> yes that's very yeah. relatable <laughs> uh, the final question I have for you is what is one thing you still want to explore or are curious about that's a pretty challenging question so much of my focus is on if I'm living kind of wildly enough, if I'm, <laughs> if I'm um, doing something thrilling, whether it's building out a van and living on the road or unintentionally having all the social media attention. Um, I feel like so much of my focus goes on those kind of wild rides like am I going through that and I am on like this subconscious yet very conscious life mission to continue (laughs) chasing wild things 
So I'm just, you know, trying to live overseas or actually I was talking again earlier today about being, becoming an Australian citizen. Um, and I just am like very interested in seeing the rest of the world. I've done so much exploring in the U.S. And one thing that's very much on my mind is like getting out to other countries and really delving into them and experiencing different cultures. Amazing. That is, that's so exciting. And again, that's going to start that. I'm sure that when we chat in a year, you're going to be like, actually, I am now moving to X place because that curiosity creates a snowball, right? You start looking into what are the actionable steps I need to take to make this my reality. Um, which is which is so cool. Uh, so you have a challenge for everyone to get started with, and I hope that from the conversation that we have had, um, it inspires or motivates people or gets them to take action with this challenge. Because I think um, I love this challenge, and I think it's it's so important for people to do. So do you want to share that with um, everyone? Yeah. Now? So it's. It's funny how much we've touched on it during this conversation. It's very relevant and it's really something I feel very strongly about. And it sounds like you do too, um, is just taking those little tiny actions towards whatever it is, whether it's like, you want to be a photographer, but it seems like, you know, how do I get there? It's so far-fetched. People take such great photos. I don't know how to edit photos. And that's just like everything else, a one step at a time thing, you know, buy a mediocre used camera, fiddle with it, learn how to use it, watch a YouTube video, or like offer to take people's portraits for free and learn to edit. And I really, over the last few years of my life, had really realized how you really are capable of doing whatever you want to do. You just have to make little steps towards it. And that is, I truly believe that. I feel like I've lived many things in my life that have just started from one little action. And um, I, like we've said, I think you can really just look at the end goal and it can seem so far, but people have reached it because you can reach it. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. I love that. And um, to add to that, uh, I suggest like if we, you can write it out, so write out those small steps for yourself and really break it down. Um, that's going to help so much in being able to accomplish it. I actually watched a TikTok last night um, about this like super successful entrepreneur. His like daughter got her, him on the the video or something, and he was just saying how. Um, uh, every day like even if you do break it down into these small steps every day you're not going to have the motivation like motivation is like a myth like you're not going to feel like you want to do it every day and stuff like that but if you have those small things that you know you need to do to get to that huge goal knowing that you have that tiny thing that you can do to get closer to it is really going to help you and just do it don't wait for that motivation so I think that is um just an extra little note for people to know that like when you are working towards these things, one, it's not going to happen overnight. And two, like you're not going to be fully inspired all the time to do it. It's not going to be that incredible journey we see in that one minute TikTok or that 10 minute YouTube video about how someone got to where they are. Um, so yeah, but that is a brilliant challenge. And if you do the challenge, please let us know, let me know at the Millennial Crisis and also let Nikita know as well. So if people want to follow your stuff, I will put all of the links 
um, in the show notes, but it's pretty much just Nikita Crump everywhere, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So all of that will be in the show notes and let Nikita know. And if you do something or are doing something, share it to your stories, tag us um, so we can see what you are up to as well. Because I think we'd both be super excited to see how people take on this challenge as well. Uh, Well, thank you so, so much, Nikita, for coming on and being so open with your story um, and sharing so much experience and wisdom with us. I know that I learned a lot and I'm sure that everyone listening learned a lot as well. Um, I can't wait to see what is going to happen to you and with you in the future and how your next plans unfold. I think now that we know what your you know future curiosities are we're going to be paying attention to those small steps that you are taking to get there um which will be really cool for the audience to see as well so thank you so much yeah thank you i'm looking forward to seeing your van and uh it's been great talking i love your mindset and it's been really nice to talk about this (laughs) 